0: Valley You say I love you out
1: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the River Radio. Let's talk business show with me, Sophie Comas. I hope you're having a good week. And for those parents listening in amongst us, I hope you're also enjoying the half-term break. On today's show, I'm delighted to have Cat Wildman from the Global Equity Collective. Sorry, Equality Collective. I'm going to have to put my teeth in for that one today. A local, um, a local, locally based organisation. We're going to find a little bit more about what they do, but later on, on today's show, we're going to find out a little bit more about Cat and her journey. Learn about the Global Equality Collective and what they do, debate and discuss some of the challenges faced by small by um, the industry in general. Plus, we've got some great music and book choices for you. So, Kat, welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's lovely to have you have you with us this afternoon. I know, um, I know from our, our conversation just before we came on air, there's lots of really exciting things to be talking about today. So, for the listeners out there, um, please
2: explain what the Global Equality Collective is. Oh my goodness, I mean it's a lot of things but in a nutshell it's a collective of over 350 now subject matter experts in all different areas of diversity, equality and inclusion. It's an app to help uh, small, medium and large organisations of any type in any sector, of any size, (laughs) to uh, work through the, the topic and the challenge of diversity equality and inclusion and where do you actually start and we also do exactly the same thing for schools.
1: Oh wow so that's that's literally covering everybody from everywhere that you could possibly think of. Pretty much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent so for the listeners out there then this is a, a web-based app which is a tool that allows you to identify to how diverse and inclusive your organisation is and then does it it provides you with kind of tools as to or ideas and and guidance
2: as to how you might want to build on that is is that a correct correct summary yes that's exactly it so a lot of times when organisations think about doing diversity and inclusion they they draw a complete blank and the things they come up with are you know celebrating the cultural calendar so things like international women's day but actually what we do is we give them a load of really specific views of their actual gaps in their organization we look at inclusion through the lens of diversity across all different areas of the business so you can see immediately when you've done the assessment which is very very quick and easy um, where, where you can focus and there's a million things to do that come out of that so you get this awesome exciting to-do list and you know it's specific to your business
1: oh wow and uh, but that must also at the same time be a little bit overwhelming because if you've you're kind of especially if, as a small business owner if you've got um you, you take the, the the questionnaire and you go through it and it kind of comes out with a whole load of I I don't know how many how many things on the to-do list 10 50 100 I don't know how do you then know where to start because it must be quite overwhelming
2: that is a great question actually it has been said it's like a fire hose of data to the face (laughs) however (laughs) I am standing firm on this because we don't leave any stone unturned so Mm -hmm. yes you get 140 different data points about your business but the way that we walk you through it is you'll see little peaks of data, you'll see little spikes starting to form. And instead of coming in like consultants would... um and doing diversity and inclusion at you and then walking away again, mm. leaving you without any tools that you that you had before mm. uh, or without anything to take away and carry it on yourself. Instead of doing that, we'll walk you through your data and coach you to help you understand it and pick out the insights yourself. And we've got an action planning tool where every question has recommendations and you can pin those recommendations to your action plan. So you, the people tend to come out with 10 to 15 things on their action plan, you know out of 140 different data points so we do help you to get through that data but <laughs> it's it's an important step is getting through all of that data and getting to grips and, and understanding you know how to read it and how to draw insights from it mm, definitely because, because then that's your tool to go away mm. and, and carry on
1: definitely and that that's great that you kind of you have all of these data points so like you say you completely review everything that that is potentially going on within the organization but you come out and kind of say okay this is where we have to start. This is the initial focus of what we have to start addressing, and then presumably build from there over time, exactly as, as you can and as you need to. Um,
2: so, where, where are you guys based? Oh well, we're based from home. So, Nick, my co-founder, <laughs> yeah, Nick, my co-founder, um, she's based in Bournemouth, um, and she always has been. So, mm. we have actually only met. Interesting facts, we've only met eight times in real life.
1: Oh, wow. And we've
2: been on this journey together since 2017. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's a real testament. I mean, we speak every day, we WhatsApp all the time, we FaceTime, we Zoom, we do all sorts of stuff uh, multiple times a day. But uh, in terms of actually touching each other, we have only (laughs) hugged eight times. We've only been in the same room eight times, which... Um, which yeah, it is, is a, um, a great testament to remote working because we didn't actually need to. Mm, no. That that is. I was just going to say that actually
1: one of the, um, you know, we've we've talked a lot about COVID and the impact from the last couple of years on on the show because obviously it's still very very much in people's minds. But the use of technology and how you can use different tools to really. Um, you know, do go about your day-to-day work and and do everything you need to do has been so brilliant and you've just given a brilliant example there of that so that's great. Um, So we were just talking there about how the tool works have you got can you are you able to share with us perhaps a, an example of a client of um you know obviously not breaching any confidentialities but just really demonstrating how the tool has helped and, and made a difference and, and was able to help your client to or help an organization to really start to change their approach yeah. um and in the things that they do
2: yeah totally so we had i've got a couple of different examples so a lot of people when they think about diversity and inclusion they think well, we're, you know, we're not recruiting at the moment, so how can we get any better? We're, let's just not do anything, mm. because if we're not going to bring in any diverse talent, there's no point doing it, because that is what diversity and inclusion is. Well, it it is not. Um, <laughs> that's just one small thing you can do. But you will have lots of diversity in your organisation, you'll find, even if you're a small business, you'll have people who have come from different socioeconomic backgrounds, who have maybe hidden disabilities or people with disabilities at home or in their friends and family. You'll have people with different orientations, you'll have different parent statuses, races and ethnicities, sexes, genders, identities, all sorts of stuff, you know, religions and beliefs even. And it's making sure that all of those different perspectives are being surfaced in your business so that you can use them to serve your customer better, whoever your customer may be. And what, Organisations find, and one example I was going to bring up is one who who said, you know, we're small, we're only twenty people. All, all this demographic information, we're probably not going to get because we're not that diverse. We want to do something more than just say, you know, be really supportive. Hashtag International Women's Day mm. um, in March. But what can we actually do? Mm. And what it surfaced for them was that they had some psychological safety issues whereby their talent in the business wasn't able to bring their opinions to the fore because, you know, for various reasons, mm. psychological safety blockers that were there in place at the organisation, they had no idea about. They were really inclusive in terms of socialising, so they scored really well on that part professional opportunities there was a bit of work to do there no harassment discrimination which is great but that psychological safety bit was a bit that they really focused in on and because what, what that means is all those people with the different perspectives in the business if you've got one person who's quite forceful with their opinion or, or they you know they've got a lot of self-belief around their ideas sometimes it can give the rest of the people in the organization the impression that they don't want or need any input from anyone else and you've got all these brilliant talented people there with opinions of their own that they're perhaps not bringing forward because of those blockers and and in that case that was the issue Mm. that that you know forceful personality with all the ideas was really interested in this and and they were they they wanted other people's ideas and they had no idea that, that was a blind spot for them, yeah. or, or that that was the the perception they were putting out there of you know, I've got this, I don't need any of you, you just do your jobs and don't get involved in mine yeah. uh and they and they had a total change around, so they now do all these different workshops, they do all these different techniques to help people to put their ideas forward, that's they'll, great they'll have meetings where they all purposely disagree with each other on purpose, <laughs> what even if they don't think yeah even if they don't believe that exactly that's Excellent. a really good I technique to encourage people who do disagree. To disagree, because if everyone's disagreeing, oftentimes you know if you're new in the organisation or, or not a senior yeah. or not as confident to disagree, you might hold back an opinion, at dis- particularly a, a contrary one. For, for fear of being seen as a you know negative nancy or whatever whatever yeah. it is debbie downer as my auntie says um but if everyone's doing it it's like let's all disagree with this idea bring you know three reasons why we shouldn't do this yeah. and if everyone in the room is doing it it makes it a lot easier so That's diversity of thought is the key not necessarily external visible yeah. diversity i wouldn't have thought of it that way because i'm you know i've I've spoken,
1: so i have a corporate background as well, and there's a lot of um talk about um different styles of learning and different styles of working and that kind of thing, so that's very much coming into play here as well, isn't it that you have different personality types that come through and perhaps shine in different ways, and then that's the impact that's really interesting that it kind of comes across in that way
2: absolutely um, that's it. It's celebrating the diversity in every person you know you and I may to the to the naked eye look very similar and so in terms of external diversity you know people might say oh we need people who look radically different to Mm. those two but actually we will have very different character traits and personalities Mm. and we'll bring very different things to the table it's about surfacing and celebrating those differences and um you know valuing people for bringing their differences openly into work
1: yeah wow my my mind's already kind of blowing <laughs> exploding with lots of different options and perspectives and thoughts here so okay, that's all right <laughs> that's brilliant that's good um so I was having a look at your website um in advance of the show today and one thing that really struck me was some of your brand values that you have family as number one on there which I love it's um it's really refreshing to see that as such a a key value but could you maybe share with the listeners perhaps a, a few more of your brand values because I, I think they're quite different to perhaps some of the ones you would typically see on an organization website and it was just it was just really interesting
2: oh thank thank you for saying that thank you for reading those yeah so uh my co-founder nick and i actually the first thing we did before we did anything else was to sit down and write our values um before we even knew what our product or service was going to be because we wanted those values to shape everything that we did and if you're in the privileged position where as an organization you can do that and go and be a values led organization you will be the happiest person at work because it feels like home because mm. you know that's the way you create your home and your family yeah. and so everyone who comes in believes in the values and you know every client that you work with also believes in them i'm surprised by the number of people who read our values before they work with us and they call out the family one in particular um, like we we touch on feminism where we say, you know, where where feminism is a belief in that everybody deserves equality, then we are feminists. Where mm. feminism is used as a tool to make other people feel bad about themselves, we don't want to be associated with that at no. all. Um, feminism, by our definition, is equality for everyone. Mm. Um, we stand for anti-racism, and we have to be really open about that because, you know, for for a long time... You know, feminism and equality has been a conversation for white people Mm. um and it's excluded people of color and so we we call that out you know particularly um things about you know all genders and all sexes as opposed to male and female Mm -hmm. um so we stand for all, all gender identities you know transgender people as well need to be included in the conversation um and family obviously you know, Nick and I have got three kids each. Um, <laughs> you're, you're very brave ladies. <laughs> I don't know about if brave is the word, but they're wonderful. And they are ultimately the reason why we were both moved to actually, you know, quit our day-to-day corporate jobs and spend the rest of our careers trying to build a better world for their generation. Mm-hmm. Essentially, That's We awesome. don't want them to have to encounter any of this stuff.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. It was also the reason I set up my business actually as well to have time around the family. And I know we're going to come on to talk about kind of flexible working and um in the corporate space and that kind of thing um a bit later on, but that was that was a big um big reason why I stepped away from that space and did something different as yeah. well. So it's it's good to see that, that that's there and in the forefront of everything. So what, what would you say is the best part
2: of your job? What what do you really enjoy the most? I enjoy a lot of things I enjoy the creative side of it mm-hmm. I um I know that you your background is as a marketeer and I yeah. really enjoy I I say that I, I'm not very good at it but I enjoy stepping into someone else's shoes and looking at the problem from their perspective and finding ways to reach them and solve their problems I am a problem solver at heart so yeah. I wake up every day and my husband will testify to this. I try and solve problems everywhere I see <laughs> and he finds it very annoying. <laughs> uh, but there's nothing that can't be improved. Um so I do that. Um uh, so it's it's basically the problem solving bit is what I love. So mm. if, if a if a customer or, or a member comes to us and they say we've got a really particular issue in our organization That is what lights my fire. So we've had so many of those actually, you know, the data is great and the data gives you a baseline to work from. But what I really love the most is people phoning me or Zooming me and saying, I've got something that I can't get through here. I can't get past how we're going to tackle this issue. And we get our heads together and we come up with a really cool, bespoke solution for it. And Excellent. we did one of those last year, which was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, solving problems. I love Excellent. it. Excellent. Sounds great. And by, by the reverse, what's your, your least favourite part of your role? Oh, gosh. Anything involving admin. Anything, <laughs> I, I love a spreadsheet, but anything involving, like, you know, tax returns <laughs> uh, I
1: was stand with forms. you on accounts <laughs> oh <my
2: God>. <laughs> anything <laughs> involving filling in forms or printing something and filling it in with a pen and signing it and scanning it and sending <laughs> it back that is that will have me taking till the absolute deadline with one second to go I'll try and avoid doing that task <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Um, so we'd like to share with our
1: listeners some details of good business books and podcasts that our guests are enjoying because it's always good to read, read further around the subjects that we talk about on the show. And I know when I asked you this question, you, you came back with a ton of, of ideas and options, which I absolutely love. And it's brilliant to see that there's so many books out there um, around the diversity and inclusion topic. It's, I didn't even, I didn't know, so I'm going to be going to check some of them out as well. But do you want to maybe recommend one or two that you you sent over and yeah um, for the
2: listeners to think about hooray yeah i do this all the time and and actually i think reading a book is a really good way to start um i'll recommend two so i'm going to go with everyday sexism by laura bates so yeah. if you are in any way you know moved by international women's day by equality of the sexes you know for men as well you know not not just by any means not just for women my husband read it, and he his jaw was on the floor. He quoted so many bits of it to me. I'm like, I've read it a number of <laughs> times. I know this, but but seeing him be moved by you know the stats and the she just lays it out in a really clear and logical way. This hmm. is the problem, and and it's impossible to walk away not understanding. So I definitely recommend that. Right. Um, and the second one I would recommend is probably um, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. I think it is you know anti-racism for white people can be feel like a really uncomfortable topic to start talking about and i think a lot of people shy away from you know supporting people of color in their lives and in their friends and family circles because they're not sure of the right words to say they don't feel you know educated and armed to be able to join join the discussion they're scared of saying the wrong thing and causing offense and that's a great book to really understand to put yourself in the shoes of a person who's experienced racism and just really just let that sink in for a minute, and think about yourself in relation to that. It's a great journey that you go on with that book, so I would highly recommend that.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you for those. I shall certainly go and check those out. And I think um, I think you're right. We we um, we had we were really privileged to have um, a. a olympian um, Paralympian join us a couple of weeks back, and she's amazing and she 's um, partly cited, which is um, why, why she was a paralympian and the the conversation was fairly similar that I think of people don't know what to say or or afraid of saying the wrong thing that often they just don't say anything so yeah. they kind of ignore the 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 challenges that they face yeah. um and sometimes just to open up the conversation and make a start is is all that's needed so absolutely
2: i mean i think that yeah that is the key takeaway that's what all of our entire library of resources and training that you get with the platform is geared towards increasing people's confidence to have conversations about these topics because you're right that's where exclusion comes from Mm-hmm. if someone's different and you notice that difference and you don't know what to say you're so likely to just not go near them yeah. for fear of saying the wrong yeah. thing yeah. it comes from good intentions but actually it ends up excluding the person yeah
1: uh, that's, that's no, really interesting thank you so we've heard a little bit about the global equality collective and um, we're going to play a track now that you've chosen for us this afternoon i really like this one myself as well so i was really pleased when you when you just when you chose it so would you like to tell the
2: listeners what you've chosen Oh, well, I'm not sure which one it is, but I think it's Lionel Richie, is it? Is, it? yes. Is it Lionel Richie? Oh, <laughs> brilliant. I mean, you can't beat a bit of Lionel, can you? No, definitely. Is there a reason you like it or just because? Do you know what? It's because it's, it's one of those songs where whenever it comes on, I always want to get up and dance it puts me in a good mood it snaps me out of whatever negative vibes I'm in and I went to a Lionel Richie concert oh, wow. a couple of three years ago four years ago and it was fantastic because he put all the words up on the big screen oh, great and idea every single person <laughs> was standing up singing dancing it was brilliant I loved it excellent that's great
1: I will I hope, I hope everyone at home is enjoying this we've got Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling
3: Leon, Leon, Leon. Everybody sing, everybody dance. Lose yourself in wild romance. We're going to party, caramel, fiesta forever. Come on and sing along. We're going to party, caramel, fiesta forever. Come on and sing along. Let the music play on, on, feel it in your heart and feel it in your soul. Let the music take control. We're gonna party, climbing, fiesta forever. Come on and sing my song.
1: You're listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. Thank you for listening in this afternoon. Today we're joined by Kat Waldman from the Global Equality Collective. So far we've had a little bit more about the Global Equality Collective and what they do. Don't forget if you've missed part of today's show you can listen to the show again on catch up via the website river.radio or as a podcast via all of the usual places and of course if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today please do drop me an email to sophie at river.radio so Kat welcome back thanks hope you enjoyed Lionel Uh, yeah no it's brilliant good choice Um, we've got another great song coming up shortly as well so we'll be looking forward to that so at this point in the show we've started to ask our guests a quick fire question round and um, as usual you're the, the look of terror on your Face is also fairly standard. It depends what the topic is. <laughs> so don't worry, it's just a little bit of fun, but it allows the listeners just to learn a little bit more about you. So, um are you ready? I am ready. Excellent. Do you like Marmite? Yes. Sh- uh, Schweppes or Fever Tree? Fever Tree. Football or rugby? Rugby. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Mm-hmm. Lemon or lime? Lemon, although I like neither really.
2: Oh, really? Mm.
1: Oh. Uh, cats or dogs? Oh. Probably cats. Yeah. Beach or city holidays? City. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Milk, definitely. Excellent. And last question, if you could have one superpower, what would it be?
2: I would want to be able to go invisible whenever I wanted to.
1: And why would that be?
2: Um, Well... Uh, The reason that I gave you before while the song was on was so that I could sneak onto airplanes and go on holiday whenever I wanted for free, which I realised was a really bad reason. I would just want to be able to just switch myself off sometimes and go places where... And maybe people didn't know I was there and listen to them. Imagine all the places you could go and all the conversations <laughs> you could listen to, the things. Go to Buckingham Palace and see the Queen. <laughs> you
1: yeah, would we'll be able to do some cool stuff. I'd like to fly. So I'm kind of there with you on the holiday thing. Yeah. So <laughs> rather than sitting in a motor car, you could just hop off and fly off somewhere. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Excellent. So we, we've heard a little bit about um, the Global Quality Collective and the kind of things that you do. Um, interested to kind of understand your your journey because it's a very unusual organization that yourself and nick have set up or you know, maybe not so unusual m- maybe um maybe just i haven't heard of other similar organizations but i'm really interested how how you've got here What what's your where's your background
2: yeah well People, people always say that uh, it's not a career ladder, it's a jungle gym, isn't it? You go <laughs> sideways and up and down and, and yeah, that's what I've done. So um, everything happened completely by accident from start to finish. So I went to uni through clearing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I wanted to be a doctor, didn't get my physics A-level, went to clearing, did biomedical and physiological sciences. Oh, wow. Um, which I loved, it was great. Um, realised that I didn't want to be a scientist, um, although science will always be in my heart. <laughs> so I went into technology, again, mm-hmm. by accident. I was applying for it. it was between being a casting like, assistant. And uh, as in for movies? Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. Sometimes Gosh. I think about, imagine if I'd taken that path, where would I be now? Imagine if I'd ended up in the same place. Anyway, so it's between That's that. That's quite different from sciences. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I just, I, I guess I realised you know, because I wasn't on a ladder, I wasn't on a carved out path, I could do whatever I wanted, really. Mm. Um, but I think that the security of working in technology probably was, was what I wanted. Yeah. I hadn't really done anything creative ever before. Mm-hmm. So uh, and technology is a lot like science in that it's, you know, baseline data experiment, did it work, do more of that? Mm. Did it not work, do something different? Yeah. Um, and that's the way my mind works anyway. So I stuck with that. Went into tech uh, for a national newspaper, Mm -hmm. um, doing projects, project management. Yeah. um, So not actually writing any code, Mm -hmm. but got to learn about all the different things that people do in tech. So I knew nothing, nothing about technology at all. You know, I could barely even work the emails at uni. And then suddenly I was doing firewalls, you know, moving, installing risers, server rooms, all that sort of stuff, which I loved. It was great. Um, And then went into digital uh, because... The iPhone was invented and the iPad, yeah um and suddenly digital products became a thing, and the internet exploded, and everyone <laughs> had websites and uh, so yeah. I was there for for kind of the dawn of apps uh, you know digital apps as a thing, yeah, which was great, um and carried on doing that for years and years and years at lots of different publishers and different organizations, helping them to think digital first mm-hmm. um and then I, like, on that journey, had three kids. Wow. And <laughs> uh, don't, don't just
1: brush that off because that's <laughs> a
2: job in itself. <laughs> yeah, they just appeared one day. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, various different roles that I was in, had children, came back. Um, and I was going to say I was lucky enough to carry on progressing in my career that it should be that way for everybody. It shouldn't be any luck. It mm-hmm. should just be an expectation. Um, uh, and then, you know, by the time I had my third child... The gender pay gap, in fact, it wasn't, it was the second. Um, Austin is a GEC baby. Uh-huh. So uh, when I had my second child, it was the gender pay gap reporting initiative was announced. Okay. And that was when I joined the scene in a massive way. I've obviously been in STEM for my whole career. Mm. So science, technology, engineering, yeah, engineering and maths for my whole career and education. And it's a topic I feel really passionately that women and females should be more involved in. I mean, it's. A, I love it. It's great. And mm. there's something for everyone to love um and there's a career for everyone so i joined the scene in a massive way then and it just opened my eyes to how completely in the sand my head had been buried not you know i had buried my own head in the sand and i just hadn't looked around and considered Not just females in STEM, but all the different types of diversity and not just in STEM, everywhere in the world and how Mm. much this inequality is built into every single system. And I had a bit of a moment where, you know, I was just reeling from what I had been totally blind to before the, the, you know, the inequalities. It's not just about people progressing in their career it's about people's lives livelihood housing education it has a knock on effect on every single thing and so I I was totally activated totally activated and I came home from one particular event and announced to my husband (laughs) in a very dramatic fashion that's it I'm going to solve this problem. Oh my goodness. That's a a huge problem to try and solve. Basically was his exact reaction. (laughs) (laughs) But he's used to that sort of thing from me. Um, And so, yeah, but the thing is I had to try. I didn't just want to be a bystander anymore. And I certainly was never going to rebury my head in the sand anymore. Hmm. And I kind of wanted to atone for all the years that I hadn't actually, you know, looked behind me and held out my hand for the people coming just behind me. I've been so singularly focused on battling my own barriers. Yeah. And there are a lot of barriers for women in, in organisations. And I just thought, oh, we're never going to do that again because mm. we're stronger together. Yeah. And the more people you have coming up alongside you, and the more collaborative you are and the more you work together, hashtag diversity, uh, you know, the, the, the more likely you're going to be to solve problems that you never even thought of and, and it's economies of scale and, and it's just, yeah, I, I've never looked back.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I, I love the light bulb moment that you've had there. So whoever, whoever it was that in fact, that was one of my my next questions for you. Is there anybody that's in kind of inspired you along the way? So presumably somebody at that event, or, or shared some insight or information or talked to you in a certain way. Was, was there somebody that was that trigger for you that, that kind of opened your eyes to all of this?
2: Yeah, well, it was a confluence of, <clears throat> of three different things that happened all at the same time, or four different things, actually. So I had been to a I've been to Women Women of Silicon Roundabout, the event, mm-hmm. um, which is for for te- women in tech. Yeah, and just like here in the UK, or is it that, is? Yes, yeah. it's in it's a Silicon Roundabout in London, mm. um, and and I had left that event totally de-energized. Actually, the opposite of what I had expected to leave, mm. because the whole narrative was, you know, something must be done about this, and somebody must solve this problem. And I, and I just and there was a whole day. It wasn't an hour's talk. It was a day, and I was like, looked around, and the the room was just full of people like me. They were white females Mm. no racial and ethnic diversity no 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 one with a disability that i can see and i just thought you're talking to a room of women just like you about a problem we all know about and uh, look how many people are not here Mm. um and i just thought this is everything that's wrong and i thought i'm not leaving another one of these events really de-energized i will do something about it because i i already feel a solution forming in my mind and So I was noodling on that on the train home. I was reading Everyday Sexism by Laura Bates, which is just a sledgehammer to the face on every single chapter because you're like, wow. I mean, you can't not open your eyes when you read that book. And I watched No More Boys and Girls by this guy called Graham Andre. Mm -hmm. And he did a BBC BAFTA-nominated later series about gender in schools and the way that children are brought up with these gender stereotypes and the expectations that are placed on boys are so different to those placed on girls and i just recognized every single thing that he was talking about to the point where it's giving me goosebumps and goosebumps because i could see it with my own children Uh, at that time i had a son and a daughter yeah and my daughter then the next day brought home this piece of coloring from school and it was a nurse, female in a dress right. yeah and i just thought okay that's a bit gendered um and then the next day she brought home a firefighter male uh fireman actually to be exact not firefighter and then then ne- and i thought right the deciding factor is going to be what she brings home tomorrow as yeah. whether i'm going to be that mom who goes in and be like excuse me can i talk about the materials please <laughs> she brought home a boss male in a suit and a secretary female sitting at the desk and I was like oh gosh okay um and watching the second episode of no more boys and girls reading the book that was when I just had my moment put the book down to my husband and said right this is it you know I I need to spend the rest of my career trying to change this situation because I'm not just going to blindly walk into it and let my kids walk into it for another generation when I've seen the issues happening in the adult world you know women in tech the massive gender pay gap the huge economic benefits that we as a as a country could have in terms of closing that gender pay gap and just the gender pay gap not even to mention race and ethnicity pay gap disability pay gap etc so i just thought well i need to be involved in this wow i love it that's
1: amazing and yes obviously the the business i imagine came soon after and um and yeah, wow, you're you're doing some amazing things now with that. So that's yeah, that's amazing. Um is there anything that you wish you'd known when you first started out? I mean, obviously you've talked about kind of being perhaps blind to some of the things that you're you're now very much aware of, but was there any any one particular thing, I guess, that when you first started out, you think, oh, do you know what, if I'd known that, that would have been a, a game changer?
2: Um, no. I wouldn't have changed anything. Do you know what we've had our ups and downs. Like we've had like really low downs, really high ups. And I've learned I am a totally different person to that person who put the book down and said I want to change things. Because when you get into diversity and inclusion, you need to learn your role that you have played and how you have been the oppressor, how you have been responsible for for you know marginalizing other groups. Mm. I, I am not very um disadvantaged when you look at the privilege privileges I have. I'm I'm at the, near the top of the pile mm. and so having that moment where you you know you go on your own journey and you think wow yeah I'm part of the problem and I have been part of the problem for 39 years no more you have that moment where you dismantle that in yourself and that's really powerful so I don't think I would take that journey away from myself because it was amazing and then all the ups and downs you learn from all of them I'm very much a you know get knocked down get back up again maybe I should have picked that one for my second song Uh, it should have been a chumba (laughs) womba yeah that would be good (laughs) you know there's learnings in every single thing that happens in life isn't there and and I very much believe in you know, there's there's no negative thing that you can't come back from a stronger and better person if you learn and, from and it.
1: And you're right, actually, it is a journey when you set up your own business or you, you, you know, try and go out on your own and do something different. It's It's definitely a journey. It's never you don't just kind of do something and think oh that you know that's it tick I'm, I'm done you actually go on a journey to discover and evolve and change things and your view changes your perspective changes as you've just rightly observed there yeah, that totally. the experiences and what you're your um what you see in a different way may, means that you make different decisions and move forward in different ways that's so, it. I
2: wonder how that's... many of the listeners would actually resonate with that journey thing of you know would you take that journey away from yourself I'm sure there are moments where you you relive those moments and think oh god that was horrible but actually looking back at that from the position you're in now would you take that learning that journey away from yourself it's an interesting one isn't it
1: yeah I think as a small business owner and and kind of making that decision to set, set things up for yourself you, you kind of almost have to go through certain things to exactly, as you say, make different decisions or do things differently. You know, if you want to grow, then what are your internal systems and processes in place to help facilitate that? Because obviously only one person has a certain amount of time in the day or things that they can achieve. Yeah. And um yeah, Literally. so I, th- I think the journey is almost as important as the destination. That's I'm sure it. I'm
2: quoting somebody there. I'm sure that's not original, but... <laughs> I think, it did Gandhi say that? It's not the Oh no, Gandhi said... It's not the journey. It's not the destination. It's who you're with. Oh, that's okay. a whole different slant <laughs> on that. that. <laughs> that's a totally
0: different, <laughs> a different. point, isn't it? Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. I'm definitely one of those people who has to learn by experiencing it as well. So if someone says, yeah. "Don't touch that. It's hot," you know, well, I was my youngest son. It's just it. the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I put I put my finger on a the car cigarette lighter when I was little, because my mum had said, "Don't touch that thing ever." And as soon as she left me in the car once for the first time. I, I touched it and bit my finger. <laughs> but then
1: I knew <laughs> Then you knew not to do it again. Exactly. <laughs> so what would you say your biggest achievement today to spend?
2: Um, I think probably um gosh, that's a hard one. I think probably being a parent, being mm. you know, being able to being able to look at myself in the mirror at the end of the day and say, I did a good job on all fronts yeah. because I wasn't always like that. I used to be very Mm -hmm. self-critical. And I think, uh, you know, achieving, getting to the point where I can look at myself at the end of the day and go, I've lived to my values, I've made a good account of myself today, I've forgiven myself for my mistakes, and I'm going to be a better person tomorrow, or the same person tomorrow, marathon, not a sprint.
1: (laughs) I think that's probably my biggest achievement. Yeah, that is quite an achievement, I think. Yeah, definitely. And how about, what does the future hold for the global equality collective i know there's got to be lots of exciting things on the horizon for you guys
2: gosh lots so we are just working with so many great organizations at the moment who genuinely you know they come to you with with vulnerability and say you know we want to do something we don't know what to do can you help us and that is that's brilliant we just want to do way more of that and and you know change our own little corner of the world Mm. in whatever way we can i mean not to mention the schools bit like the schools we've got over 200 schools now on the platform wow
1: that's amazing
2: that's it and it's those those teachers and those educators and those school staff who are shaping the, ne- the next generation and that's they're fantastic being, they're being brought up with this in mind and, and it's just fantastic so yeah the mo- we just want to do more of what we're doing now
1: that's amazing oh that's awesome um brilliant so yeah wow um Great stuff there. So thank you for sharing a lot of that there, Kat. Um, so before we start to perhaps explore some of the the challenges faced by the um, diver- the, the diversity industry, and wow, gosh, I don't think the, the remaining time we have on the show is even going to touch the surface. But um, before we go on to talk about that, we've got another song that you have chosen for us this afternoon.
2: So um, would you like to share with the listeners what that is? Yeah, it's uh, Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody, and uh, I picked this because. On the theme of what I was just saying, this was not premeditated actually, um, but a learning from from events that have been really hard in your life. We actually played this at my mum's funeral and it was wow. a, like, it's such an upbeat song. It's such a happy song. And I love that it's on the radio all the time because it means that I get to remember her. She loved it. We always used to dance in the kitchen every time it was on. So oh. yeah, it's, it's a good one.
1: Oh, lovely. Oh, thank you for that. So um, this is Whitney Houston and I want to dance on the ceiling. No, I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> And welcome back. You're listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. Thank you for listening in this afternoon. Today we're joined by Kat Wildman from the Global Diversity Collective. And so far we've learned a bit more about Kat and the organisation and their journey and how they've um, how they've come to be. Don't forget, if you've missed part of today's show, you can listen again via the website, river.radio, as a podcast via Alexa, Apple or Google. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today, please drop me an email to sophie at river. Radio, so there are many challenges facing the industry, Kat. And I think um, when when we were talking just a moment ago, um, I don't really know where to start with some of the challenges because there just are so many. So I guess um, with the the time we have left on the show, what, what would you see as the kind of maybe the two or three biggest challenges on the horizon for the diversity and inclusion industry?
2: moving forward yeah um i think that a lot of people think they don't need to do anything um don't need to or can't or it's going to be you know prohib- prohibitively expensive or time consuming etc or i guess just don't know where to start but yeah that. that's it yeah because it's it. such a big topic yeah, isn't it I mean, exactly even, or how to start um that that problem is the I think the biggest one, mm. and that's exactly what we created our platform to solve. Yeah, um, so we made it easy on purpose. We made it simplified. We take a really complex and multifaceted problem, and we break it down and center it on your specific organization. Mm. And it's super duper business focused. So it's talking about your employees' professional opportunities. It's talking about you know the social scene at your organization and you know the banter in in the organization you know the banter that they have between each other and pastoral support from managers and belief in the leadership and what the organization outputs in terms of products and services
1: and have you seen that change over the last um, couple of years because we've talked quite a lot on a lot on the show around mental health and some of the challenges that that faces and obviously especially with the younger generation coming into the workplace where perhaps they don't have that kind of banter and connection and maybe it's more remote have have you seen those those kind of um, touch points, I suppose, if you like, or, or, or questions that you're asking around that area? Have, have they changed or have they, they
2: remained the same? Yeah, um, they have changed. Um, I think a lot more people are a lot less quick to dismiss things like, you know, talking about banter. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had um, an example today, actually, which was, you know, somebody somebody mentioned something that someone was saying about, you know, like, oh, this is making me feel a bit awkward, actually, this thread of conversation, Uh, talking about a person who wasn't there, you know, like light-hearted teasing or whatever, you know, like taking the mick out of the person who wasn't there, and they were like, this is actually making me feel a bit uncomfortable, sorry. Um, And so many people piled in, you know, one person immediately came back and said, I think it was just a joke, um Everyone else was like, "Do you know what? Thank you for having the courage to to call this, to, you know, to bring this up. Mm. Thank you for being brave to mention it. You're right. This was a bit off color. I wouldn't like it if it happen to me. You know, let's take the banter offline. You know, uh, you know, let's be more aware that the group has grown rapidly and there's lots more different people in that we don't actually know. And mm. you know, it could be taken in the wrong way. Yeah. And you know, the one person who was defensive." was outweighed by you know the 99 people who were really magnanimous about it and actually saw it for what it was mm. which was a person's bravery going oh this makes me feel a bit uncomfortable because mm. it's hard to do yeah. no one really wants to be that person no so was that in a, in a whatsapp chat or something it was in a whatsapp chat for <laughs> for founders yeah um, and, there's, and there's you know there's a hundred people in there mm. and this group who obviously know each other they know the person it's like you, you know you the thing is, banter is in the eye of the beholder, isn't yeah. it? Well, this is This what we And that's say. the
1: written word as well, It's more difficult because you don't get the
2: tone of voice or the exactly. facial expressions yep. at the same time. You don't know how long that group have known each other. Yep. You don't know whether the person, if the person was to join in, they'd be like, oh, that's hilarious, like, you know, it's totally appropriate for me. Or whether they'd be offended, you just don't know. It's, you know, you've got to be aware not just of... The subject of your banter yeah. the person that you're talking about and the people you're talking to but anyone who's listening as well mm-hmm. it's often the people who are overhearing your banter are the ones who are taking something negative away from it rather than the, the person you're actually talking to mm-hmm. but that's not to say that we need to ban banter or fun or, or whatever you know you can say whatever you want as long as And this is the takeaway we say to people is as long as if someone brings up the fact that your banter made them feel uncomfortable, you're going to take it in a way that, you know, is that you take something from it, that Mm. you're open to that conversation. You're open to the feedback um, because people will do it. This is the way the world is going. People Mm. are not just going to be bystanders anymore. Yeah. So I guess in the in the
1: challenge of not knowing that you identified there, of not knowing where to start, not knowing where to you know how, how to start the conversation if people are actually having the confidence to say actually that didn't make me feel very comfortable then that that's got to be a step in the right direction 100% is
2: conversations in general conversations about you know if you have a a, an employee who comes out as non-binary or you've got a client or a member or somebody who's non-binary for example which is a whole new thing to a lot of people Mm. having the courage to be able to say to them you know what are your pronouns Mm. um you know like is there anything that i should know you know things to say not say can we talk about it are you open Mm. to that just you know being brave enough and confident enough to be able to have that conversation mm. um and, and being brave enough to you know if someone's you know persistently misgendering someone or using the wrong pronouns to say to them i, I actually think they prefer they yeah. they them um yeah. or you know it's not it's not she it's they yeah um actually like I, you know it's not a big deal but just try and remember yeah it's um, interesting because linkedin i've actually put that on um
1: so that you specify are you he she or yeah. um sorry Um, you know which which way is it yes yeah Yeah. so that that's interesting that that's coming across in other
2: ways as well yeah definitely it's becoming way more of a thing and I think you know I think a lot of people look at topics like this and they just roll their eyes so hard that they go all the way back around the other way (laughs) but this is the way the world is going I mean you want you want to be on the right side of history so it's best to get with the program now uh, just get involved you know throw yourself into it and be be on the right side of history be a trailblazer be that person that your friends and your customers can go to to say oh you you know a lot about this actually you know what shall i do about this or yeah. so so if someone is wanting to do that i mean obviously they've got your
1: your website which we'll come on to um in just a moment but they can obviously go there and, and presumably you've got blogs and articles and things that people can read a bit more around and you've very kindly shared some book recommendations but if people do want to really kind of get a bit more under the skin of this is there anywhere else that you would suggest that they check out or any other kind of things that or or just read as much as possible but
0: yeah I think
2: I think as well following people on Instagram I like Instagram Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not a massive Twitter user just because Mm. I feel like it can be a bit mean (laughs) I don't (laughs) want those negative vibes Um, but I really like Instagram and so you'll you'll find you find great people who are there to educate and they want to. And that's the reason why they're talking about these topics. Mm. Um, so I'd, I'd say follow some some people on Instagram. Um, so just know,
1: search hashtag diversity and presumably lots of people will come up from that. Yeah,
2: that's it. Or whatever topic, whatever, you know, if it's anti-racism you're particularly interested in, in if it's transgender rights, if it's, you know, non-binary people, just f- find whatever hashtag and follow follow the influencers mm. because they're they're there to educate. But, I mean, a lot of times... I couldn't find what I was looking for and what what you really need is to have conversation to get to know Mm. actual people day to day who identify in that way or who have that that characteristic or trait and failing that because not everybody knows people of that nature we created a load of content that wasn't there so you could get to know you know different kinds of human beings Mm. and norm with them on a human level so we asked them things like what's your favorite flavor of crisps you know do you do you like sport what sports do you like what do you like to do in your <laughs> spare time so you get to know the human first so that's on your website is it that that sort of
1: information do you have to be a member to to access that it's inside? in our library
2: of content yeah for members okay. so mm. what they'll what, it's like a human library I don't like saying it's a human library because you know people don't want to be books I would love to be a book <laughs> but not everybody would like that but that's what why we created it so people could start getting used to you know even though they can't hear you and they can't talk back Mm. being in a conversation with a human who identifies in this way because you know people are not scary and, you know, thinking about a transgender person, lots of people have never met a transgender person. Mm. And if, it, if you know, if you made a yeah, a transgender person is coming in, everyone would be like, oh, my God, what do we say? What do we do? What words do we... Oh, good, don't say this. Whatever you do, don't say this. And it's like thinking about the thing that you don't say and you're thinking, I hope I don't say the thing.
1: And then you say exactly. it. Exactly.
2: <laughs> and so, actually... Uh, it's it's not like like, it shouldn't be like that and so we want to expose people to as many different kinds of people as we can you know people who wear the hijab people who you know practice different religions people from different ethnicities Mm. you know people with different gender identities just so that you see oh they're humans just like me we have normed with them about the fact that they love marmite as well and they (laughs) also support man united (laughs) and actually now you know now i'm open and ready to listen to what they have to say about this particular topic
1: oh it's really it's really interesting Kat. i mean just and just following on from that, I guess the the business value within that in in kind of preparing for the show today i'd done a bit of a search and one of the I'd found an article um in the independent at the back end of last year that cited that companies with the highest proportion of ethnic and cultural diversity are thirty three percent more likely to outperform their competitors, yep. so right there there's an incredibly strong business case for. Um, for focusing on some of this and I think as you identified earlier because one of the things I love about marketing and the world I I work in is actually thinking about the messaging which connects and resonates with people so that you can you can help them in solving whatever challenge they have and this is kind of almost an extension of that that if you're identifying different personnel you know different people from different backgrounds and and different different worlds then actually you can expand your reach so you know we're obviously a business show if you think of it from that perspective aside from it's just the right thing to do but in that perspective as well there's also
2: massive yeah in fact think about it from that perspective first let that be front of mind because if you think about you know we have so many people who say oh you know i don't have any black customers or i don't have any black clients and you're like well how many black people do you have creating the products and services for those Mm, customers and i'm like well none uh, you know but why we the, then <laughs> well i mean <laughs> doesn't take a rocket scientist but that's it when you when you learn how to talk to those people that you want to reach you know you can't you, you're going to do that by bringing in a diverse voice a person like them mm. who who knows their challenges and knows what they want to hear and can solve their problems for them I mean, that, I think, should be the first thing on people's minds. Yes, yeah. it is the right, it happens to be the right thing to do. But think about it from a business perspective. Think about all the customers out there that you're not reaching that you could do. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Kat,
1: I think we could talk for hours around this topic. It's obviously so huge. So, um, But sadly, we are starting to come towards the end of the show. So um, if people want to find out a little bit more about your business and, um, and what you're doing, um, what, what's the best thing for them to do?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow us at GEC Collect.
0: <laughs> <Maybe> to <it's a laughs> think
2: about then. At GEC Collect on Twitter and Instagram. And you can go to our website, which is www.thegec.org. Excellent. That would have been easier for me to say this afternoon rather than
1: <laughs> the GZ, <laughs> rather than I know, yeah. Rather than in full, but it's the right it the right to, to put it in the, the full business name. So thank you ever so much for joining us this afternoon, Kat. It's been lovely talking to you and to hear more about the great work that you're doing. So thank you very much for coming in to see us. I've loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Lovely to meet you. So next week, Fiona's going to be back on the show. She's going to be talking to some more great small business owners. So if you have any questions about today's show or something that you might like to ask our guests next week, please do drop us an email at sophie at radio. We also have some more great shows coming up, up across the River Radio Network across the rest of the week. And of course, if you've missed any of today's show, you can also listen again on the website radio or podcast by Alexa, Apple or Google. So the last thing really is for me to wish you a great week and to see you soon. I
0: tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping On the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five working. Watch him shatter, you're just a step on the boss man's ladder But you got dreams he'll never take away On the same boat with a lot of your friends Waiting for the day your ship will come in And the tide's gonna turn and it's all gonna roll your way Working nice. to five